Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. All right, here we are, another episode of this fabulous little podcast we got going here. I'll tell you what, this this month has been very long. It's not done yet, either. We got like a week left, and it's still a long month. Long month. I Short mean, 30, long month. 31, 31 days in the month of October. And I don't think this episode's not going to release till November, but we're in October recording it. So, but uh, I feel like, I feel like this is the never ending month <laughs> just keeps going and going. Yeah. It seems like, so my friend just recently had a baby and I feel like her pregnancy was like five seconds long. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you're right. This month has, I'm like right now, well, it's the 23rd today. Yeah. Um, recording this and it have, has felt like forever. Yep. I, I agree with you. Yeah. And like we just had another heat wave show up. So it was like <laughs> in the 30s and now it's 82 degrees or whatever. I don't know. It's it's all bizarre. It's like going backwards. Yeah. Well, that that is also some of it. We've had I feel like we've had four seasons in the last week. <laughs> and there are even there were even flurries up here, like not Manitowoc exactly. But but in Wisconsin, there was snow. And now, yeah, like like you said, it hasn't. It didn't get up to eighty up here. It got up to, I think, almost seventy Friday or Saturday. But today is gorgeous. I mean, it, the trees look beautiful. Um, today there's no wind, which is awesome. I, I, one thing I dislike about fall at times up here is the windy, rainy fall. Like, ugh. If at least at least as if it's cold and it's like just brisk, but not unpleasant like anyway i don't know i think we're true midwesterners we talk about the weather (laughs) that's that's what you do and it's never satisfying like it's yeah today is okay then tomorrow won't be or whatever you know how the nature of the beast goes but anyway i'm so i'm kind of i'm looking out my back my back window here to the back of the house to the backyard and there's an apple tree uh back there and now i'm just thinking oh man an apple sounds really good right now you have apples on it i do have apples on it and actually last year the apples were horrible but this year the apples on it were really really good and i didn't do anything like i that was all god right i didn't i didn't fertilize anything i didn't spray anything i didn't trim anything i just hopefully it grows some produce and so it did which is great that's how i garden (laughs) I think there's probably some spiritual truth there that we could wrap our heads around if our brains yeah. were mushy right now, but I feel like they're mushy like applesauce mushy. There you go. <laughs> anyway. Well, we were talking because we do and uh, before we started and, and it, it is Sunday. It's October 23rd. Today is the day we're recording. And so we, we just, you know, have had Sunday service and now we're, you know, the middle of a Sunday afternoon and we were talking about what we talked about during service today. And one of the things uh, that I think we're going to talk about, we are going to talk about, we already made this decision, but is uh, what I talked about in service today, which was something that I found in scripture as I was preparing this week for the first time. And I, 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 I think it speaks uh, volumes about um, some of the gospels, but anyway, I was preaching on actually the call of Levi or Matthew, the tax collector. 
And this story is found in the Synoptic Gospels, which are the, the three Gospels that, that seem similar. Because uh, Synoptic means uh, same eye, like from the same perspective. And so you have a similar story. If you read anybody who would read scripture and read through the Gospels, you would find Matthew, Mark, and Luke to be very similar. Um, the the direction of the story, the stories that are there, this and and how it progresses are very similar. And so this calling of Levi or or Matthew, the tax collector, is found in uh, Matthew chapter nine. It's found in Mark chapter two, and then again in Luke chapter five. And in each of those settings, it, it follows a fascinating story about a, the, a healing of a paralytic man. Now, in Mark and Luke's Gospels, the story is very dramatic. In fact, it, it tells of Jesus preaching to a large crowd of people in a house. And these four guys bring their friend on a mat who's paralyzed. And they, they're trying to get to Jesus because they know that Jesus can heal him but they can't get in like the, the crowds are just too much in the house and they can't get into the house to, to heal, uh, to heal their friend. So they take it upon themselves to make a hole in the roof of the house to actually lower their friend through the roof to, to get to Jesus. Now I've preached on that story before. It's a fascinating story just of the perseverance um, of these friends who were like, no, we are not leaving today until Jesus heals our friend, right? Like they were persistent, but that wasn't even the point of the story. So uh, <clears throat> at least the point of, of what I was talking about in my sermon, but uh, Jesus, the first thing he does when he, when this guy like gets lowered down from the ceiling, he said, uh, son, take heart, your sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. And it is that point that the, you know, the Pharisees who are there, the teachers of the law, they're all like, you know, in their hearts saying what this guy is blaspheming. How can he say this story? How, or how can he say that this guy's sins are forgiven? That's a job that only God can do. And, and Jesus of course says, Hey guys, cause he can, he knows their thoughts says, well, which is easier to say, get up and walk or your sins are forgiven. But so that you know that I have authority here on earth to forgive sins. And he turns to the paralytic guy and says, take up your mat and walk. And so he gets, he's miraculously healed. And then at that point, these Pharisees uh, decide to plot to kill Jesus, right? They're, they're very angry about this guy blaspheming in their opinion. And right immediately upon the heels of this story in each of those gospels, it turns directly to Matthew, this tax collector being called by Jesus. He comes to his tax collector's booth and says, come follow me. And Matthew drops everything and follows him. And it dawned on me as I was studying because of the order, the cadence of these stories, they likely took place back to back, possibly on the same day or possibly one day to the next or, or very quickly in that time frame. So Matthew would have been in the, in the vicinity, probably in the very, that very same city as this healing took place, which was probably Capernaum. Uh, where Peter lived. In fact, a lot of scholars said it was probably Peter's house. Um, if you can imagine Peter being like, mm-hmm. hey guys, you need to fix my roof. Like, <laughs> appreciate your perseverance there, but now you need to go go up there and, and put put the hole back together again. But but Matthew, here's this story. And my, my take on it was this. Because <clears throat> Matthew follows Jesus 
immediately drops everything, follows him, throws a banquet and invites all his friends over who are also sinners and tax collectors, quote unquote. And the Pharisees get all cranky with him and say to the disciples, Hey, how come, how come Jesus is eating with all these sinners? Yeah. We knew he was a bad guy. Look at his friends. Right. And Jesus says, look, I, the, a, a doctor comes not to heal the, the healthy, but the sick. I came to call sinners, not the righteous. And so all that to say, that's the, the, the grand uh, kind of summarization of these, the stories in each of the gospels. I encourage you guys to look them up, read through them. We actually spent time reading through each of the stories to kind of look at the nuances and the differences in the text. Matthew actually takes out the drama, dra- over dramatized, dramatized version. And, and he just has Jesus heal, he, healing the paralytic um, where they're not bringing him down through the roof. So maybe from G, from uh, Matthew's perspective, he didn't get to see the sensational side of things. However, I think Matthew said yes to Jesus because he heard what actually, like the way in which the paralytic was healed. This is what I mean. When the paralytic comes to Jesus, Jesus doesn't say, oh, clearly you have a medical need and I need to make sure that you can walk. No, he says, you have a spiritual need. Your sins are forgiven. And I think the story got around very quickly that that's the first thing Jesus went to, not the physical healing, but the spiritual healing. Your sins are forgiven. And I think there was something in Matthew being a tax collector, being a collaborator with the Romans, being possibly feeling guilty for extorting his, his Jewish brothers and sisters uh, that was like, this guy healed forgave sins i need my sins forgiven like i'm gonna follow him Mm. so from my perspective i think matthew followed jesus not because he wanted anything physically to be healed right he wasn't paralytic and what we know about matthew is that he was a pragmatic guy he was a, a matter of fact kind of a pragmatic you know doesn't like you said doesn't jump you know doesn't isn't as excitable as say mark's gospel where it's like and this and then this and then this it's very tempered and you know and it gives you the stuff that you need to know and then you move on to the stuff you know to the other stuff yeah um but i was thinking about how we sometimes talk about those stories we, we very rarely put them together like you said mm-hmm. and oftentimes when you're talking about the healing of the paralyzed man what is the main focus even now the physical healing right I mean, really, every time I ever think about that's the thing I think about him getting lowered, the faith of his friends, I've heard it talked about, um, the courage, you know, to just tear up somebody's roof, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, you know, to get through the crowds. And um, I've also, you know, heard it from the indignation of the Pharisees. Um, but very rarely the thing of, no, Jesus just forgave sin. The thing that Israel has been waiting for and striving for since abraham right has now just come to pass he came they came with a need and he met it and i think i think you are spot on here with something with matthew um that he he recognized this has to be the messiah because i thought i always thought like so he probably gave up everything to be a tax collector i mean he would have had to he can't go to the synagogue anymore probably shunned from his family 
um, you know, and then he risked all of it to follow some dude from the wilderness, like from nowhere, yeah. you know, um, and you're like, and I've always thought, what did it take? What? There has to be more. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm thinking if I'm just doing my job and some guy's like, hey, come on. What? Right. <laughs> so he had to have heard of Jesus at least or been seeking something. So I, I think it and and scripture is is laid out the way on purpose. Right. Right. The, the writers of the Gospels purposefully put things where they did uh-huh. um, to mean something to the reader. And I, and I think I think that definitely makes sense. I need something more than my physical. Right. I'm going to follow this guy who forgives sin. Right. And being a tax collector, he probably sinned. Right. I mean, yep, that's, I'm, I'm assuming. So, I'm assuming that he did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> let's be real. We all have. That's not the point. <laughs> yes. But, but I'm, you know, I could just imagine him standing at his booth. Jesus, I guarantee you, Jesus walked up in front of lots of other tax collectors' booths. Okay. This was not the only tax collector who existed that he would have walked in front of the booth. What was different? Well, I think, I think Jesus, Jesus clearly knows everything, right? He knows our hearts. Right. And I think he saw within Matthew his heart that said, I am in need of a savior. I am in need of someone who can forgive my sins, who can take away this hurt and this pain and this, these bad decisions that I've made or these, the, the life I'm living. And not only that, but we need somebody who, cause Matthew had friends. He threw a banquet, right? Mm-hmm. So Matthew then gets to share with all of his buddies, this wonderful savior with them right come on over i met this guy who like forgave my sins and stuff you know um i think that and and the word forgive in in the greek i looked it up um because i had one source that said oh greek the greek word for heal and and forgive is the same word which i don't know what source they had but that's not what i found to be the case um but the word forgive actually so there's, there's, it's, it's one of those really big Greek words. It means like a ton of different things, but one of the things is that it's like put out, put away, put aside, like take away. And so the idea that that's what forgive means is to take away or put away the sin, right? A friend of mine, I was telling the story in a sermon today, preached a sermon probably 20 years ago. Why I remember this is because, because of the imagery. It's the only reason I remember, but um, when the psalmist says, uh, he removes our sin as far as the East is from the West. Right. Mm. And my friend said he puts, it's like, he puts our sins in the bottom of the deepest lake in the whole world, which is actually Lake Baikal, but that's neither here nor there. And then, <laughs> and then puts a no fishing sign there. Mm. Like I've removed these sins, your forgiveness of sins, the forgiveness I'm giving you right now for your sins is such that they're gone forever. And then that's, that's where we went with it. Like, okay, Matthew saw that this is what he needed. He needed spiritual healing. He needed his sins gone forever. And as a result, he follows Jesus, right? 
Like Jesus says, look, follow me. He drops everything, does this, does this thing. I'm sure the other disciples who are wandering with, with Jesus were like, Hey, do you know who this guy is? Like, mm. did you really just call a tax collector to be amongst mm-hmm. the group? Like, um, no, 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 no. You like anybody, but this kind of like, we don't want that guy, you know? <laughs> That's right. um, Cause it's I always one think- thing to be an unlearned fisherman. It's a whole nother thing to be a Roman collaborating thief tax collector yeah i mean just even thinking about the different um uh the different disciples yeah i mean just having um matthew who has sold out essentially and then having simon the zealot who is actively uh seeking to kill and overthrow rome you're like let's put you together (laughs) (laughs) well and i think that's a testimony to the transformative power of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. That he can bring people from completely opposite sides of everything. And you can all put it all aside because your identity is no longer in those things, right? Your identity is in Christ. And I think there's a, there's a huge lesson to be there to, to be learned from that in our own world today, right? We have Christians on so many different sides of political spectrums and Christians who identify themselves from, from secondary things. Mm. And I don't care what your opinion is on the world's situation. What I want to know is what's Jesus's opinion on the world's like, mm-hmm. where, where does Jesus fall on particular topics? Because my identity in him far outweighs my identity in any other category that we want to categorize by. And if it's not, then then I then I'm missing I'm missing the boat, I think. Yeah. I heard a, a a preacher once say that if I'm reading scripture and I disagree with it, I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every so often you're thinking something and then you find something in scripture and say, oh. That's a little different than I thought, you know? Well, okay. Then you need to switch your center. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's, but if we look back to Matthew and his following of Christ, he wanted, I think he wanted something more out of his life. I think he wanted forgiveness. I think he Mm -hmm. wanted to kind of be, brought back into the fold as it were and the only way to to do that was to follow christ mm. at least the only way to do that successfully he, he could have tried a number of ways the, the kicker is once you're a tax collector you're kind of in a pickle right yeah. because you've got to pony up the money that you promised the roman government right but you also gotta get it from your your ostensibly brothers and sisters culturally right right extortion any any way you possibly can really but uh but then you know as we were talking in church today spiritual healing can come from no other place but jesus mm-hmm. like 
physical healing. We have doctors, right? We, we can pray and the Lord can miraculously heal us. I'm not saying I'm not a cessationist. I, I think God still works miracles in people's lives. Even today, at the same time, I do know that God uses the medical field for amazing things. Oh yeah. So if I break a leg, I'm going to go to a doctor. I'll pray about it too, but I'm going to go to a doctor as well. But if, if I have a broken heart because of sin, if I have a broken spirit because of crappy choices that I've made, a doctor, even a, a good counselor or a psychologist is helpful to work through some of that. But the, the thing that makes you well is going to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And trusting that like he's going to hold you trusting that he's that he's going to put a no fishing sign on the sins that he that he took away you know that he forgave that's and that's one of those things we you know i i think of a another analogy a friend of mine used of you know we lay it at the foot of the cross the problem is that tomorrow we come and pick it back up again right like mm-hmm. like oh i laid it at the cross jesus and then tomorrow you like sneak back in and pick it back up cuz you can't just bear to let it go and i think jesus desires very passionately for us to live in victory oh yeah and we as as wesleyans right as as holiness uh folks uh from our our church denomination like we believe that that can happen we can live in victory over sin not that we won't ever sin right but that that we can surrender fully to the holy spirit and say i am going to live in the victory that is in Christ. Mm -hmm. We don't have to keep going back again and again and again and again. Yeah. And I think it comes down. We've talked about this before, but to the root of, do you trust God? Yeah. Right. What is the, what is holiness? I think is a full surrender, which is a full trust in God. Yep. Right. That I don't need to strive or fake or pretend or con or whatever. Yeah anything because i trust god yep and i and i um i was just thinking through kind of that holiness thing and i was thinking in my own life what keeps me from from fully you know because i'd love i'd love to say i'm there but i'm not i mean i'm I'm selfish and i want my own way sometimes and i think i know the right way which is usually love and kindness and being a the better person. And sometimes I just don't want to. Yeah. I want the, the short victory of I'm the winner of this fight or whatever. Yeah. Although it doesn't leave a, it, it, uh, it does more damage ultimately. And I know that that's going to happen. And I'm thinking, what is stopping me? What is stopping me? Right. <laughs> From just um, giving it all over. And I think most of it is, sometimes I trust myself more than I trust God, even though I have literally no reason to <laughs> I have no evidence to back up that that has worked. And any time. Correct. <laughs> Most of the time, not, not the better option. Not well. It's never the better option, but most never. of the time it's, it's a really bad alternative option. <laughs> but I will, I will say on the moments that I have, when I've, the Holy spirit has been like, Meh slow your roll right and i've listened and i've heeded and i've said okay i'm gonna do it god's way i've not it is a very freeing thing 
say this does this person mad at me for whatever reason okay does it alter god's perception of me in any way not really okay wonderful i can move on with my life and not care about it at all right <laughs> or um did i hurt someone with my words and the holy spirit's not saying ah you got to go and ask for forgiveness and i do Right. And then it moves towards restoration instead of being all weird when you see them like half across the room and you're like, mm, you know, I don't, maybe that's just me. Have I ever been in a room and you're like, I don't know how we are. I don't know if we ended on good terms. I'm just going to stand here awkwardly and see which one of us comes over to each other first. Or maybe no one does. And then it just is that way. You know, it's, it remains awkward. Yeah. It just remains awkward. But God has never steered me wrong. And, and I and I'm thinking in my own life. All right. Are there moments I can choose to be like Matthew and here follow me and know that God is going to give me everything that I'm looking for? Yeah. Yep. He dropped everything. Matthew dropped everything, left his yep. booth through party. Just like deuces, like left all the gold on the table, like bye. Like <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we don't, maybe. I don't, I don't really know exactly the logistics of it, but he left everything in the sense yeah. that. He left his job, follow Jesus. Now, the disciples didn't get it 100% right at that moment, right? We, we, mm-hmm. you, re- you keep reading the Gospels and you're like, dude, you're walking with Jesus and you're not seeing that, except that, you know, here we are a couple thousand years later doing the exact same thing, right? <laughs> oh, like, yes. walk with Jesus for how long, Jen? And you still can't make that call right? Um, and that's that's where the our flesh, as it were, and this is this, this very you know, theological term, not just flesh as in like meat, but like our worldly desires and passions and motivations, the, the things that they get, they, they're wanty, right. They're needy. They're, I want it my way and I want me first. And I mean, you don't have to teach kids that, right. Right. You know, from day one, like it's all about me. Um, and it actually takes the transformation of, of the Holy Spirit working in us to say it's not about me, actually. Um, not even a little bit. <laughs> um, I know I talk about kids so much on here, but I recent So uh, I have an almost four-year-old, as we know. He'll be four next month. And uh, <laughs> he wanted uh, my cell phone the other day um, just to watch a video. And I was doing work on it. And I said, no. And he goes, you work for me. Whoa! <laughs> wow! And I was like, "What?" <laughs> um, you know, and I said, "It's to your blessing if I have a game you can play, but I definitely don't work for you." <laughs> you know, um, but I mean, that's a four-year-old thing. But uh, you know, sometimes we do that kind of stuff with God too, though. Like, absolutely, give me blessing, give me blessing, guys. Like, I'm doing a thing. Let me do the thing. And you're like, um, excuse me. Yeah. You work don't you me. work for me god <laughs> to make my life easy and happy you know right um, even though he's doing all this stuff for our good in the background it just reminded i mean just sometimes life lessons from parenting can be so funny oh but, absolutely um, for everyone listening he did not get the phone because i don't work for him <laughs> well before you uh judge me too harshly but well and i think then again, I fell down and that was a whole different thing well but yeah and there's lessons to be learned from a meltdown <laughs> yeah but you're not wrong thinking, okay, because we would never say that to God, right? Like, oh, oh yeah. God, you work for me. However, <laughs> our actions sometimes 
would indicate that that might be in fact the case that we believe that God does in fact work for us. And that yeah. if he doesn't, we saw, we then cry foul, right? Yeah. But God, you promised, I didn't promise you an easy life. I didn't promise you, you know, most of the things that we think of God promising weren't actually promises, right? Right. He promised to never leave us or forsake us, but he also, Jesus promises that in this world, we will have trouble. He follows that up with, but fear not, I have overcome the overcome world. The world. Yeah. Um, so in our, in our group, we've been talking through, um, you know, we just actually finished Joshua today mm. and Joshua's final charge. And it almost um, kind of makes me laugh because his final charge is, and people like put these all over their houses, you know, yeah. uh, the butt ass for me in my house, you know, but like, do you know what he's saying? He's saying Israel or his, you know, his comp com com compartments, right? His compartments, his compatriots, his, his compatriots, his tribe, the the tribes, like, all the tribes. the tribes. He's saying, okay, we're about to go in. Uh, so we've taken control of the land. I'm dividing it up. Um, you are all going to mess up horribly just you're just gonna turn to idols you're just gonna you know intermarry i'm telling you not to but like we all know <laughs> i'm paraphrasing joshua um 24 and 25 but i mean he's like um your track record isn't great here's a list of all the sins in the wilderness again in case you forgot and um and i know that you're going to go in and turn your back on god but i'm not and i want you all to know that I'm making a declaration that as for me and my household, we will serve God. Yeah. Good luck to you with whatever you're going to do. <laughs> Deuces, right? That's Joshua. That's, <laughs> a, that's a heck of a paraphrase right there, there, friend. <laughs> Am I wrong, though? No, you're, 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 you're not. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, as for me and my house, like, is, can you yeah. say that? Can you say yeah. that? Because the the world it's not super friendly always to Christian values, not like authentic, real Christian following Jesus, come what may. Okay. Um, that's hard. It is, yeah, because it takes dying to the flesh, which isn't great. Means but it's worth it. It is worth it. It is worth it. Wow. <sighs> Good stuff. We I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. We could keep talking, but uh yeah, Matthew gave up everything. Um because I think he saw in Jesus what he needed in that moment. He needed spiritual healing in the form of forgiveness, and that is something Jesus can in fact and does still to this day offer to those who surrender to him, those who say, yes, I will follow you. And as for me and my house, <laughs> yeah, it's my house is just me and my four-legged companion Cooper, who's snoozing on the couch. But uh, I, I would like to think, I, I pray that I stay faithful and true. And um, that's why we have wonderful fellow soldiers in the faith, fellow Christians, brothers and sisters who can help keep each other accountable, right? That's one of the reasons why 
we need the church, not the church as a building, right? But the church as a people, as a koinonia, as a gathering, as a, as a ecclesia, all these Greek words that I love throwing out this uh, fellowship of believers called the church um, so that we can keep each other accountable so that we can keep following Jesus. Cause following Jesus is a lifetime effort, not an effort on our part to get to heaven, right? Not salvation isn't ours, but like, do we follow Jesus? Yep. So I guess, yeah. Wow. Some heavy stuff. Uh, some good stuff. Uh, those of you who are listening don't hate us, but sometimes we can bring up uh, just some interesting stuff, hard stuff, but I think it's vitally important that we take a good hard look, right? Cause Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me. He doesn't yep. ask us, call us to a life of ease. Um, and, and there are days that are harder than others, <laughs> days that are easier than others. And if you are needing forgiveness, it's, it, God is still calling us to yeah. say, come and follow me. Yep. If you're needing forgiveness, if you're needing hope, if you're needing holiness, if you're needing anything, it's available. Yeah. And you're not too far gone. Oh, like Jesus, Jesus is a, a, a fixer, right? He, uh, he will take the broken and he will take the misfits. He will take the tax collectors and sinners and he'll eat with us and he'll transform who we are into who he made us to be. And he wants each of us so that he can say, take heart, son, take heart, daughter, your sins are forgiven. Even today, 2000 years after the fact, he's still working like that in people's lives. Mm. That is a pretty incredible guy to follow guy who can look into my heart and all the ugly that's there and all the bad decisions that are there and all the stuff and say, take heart daughter, your sins are forgiven. And Hey, you too, Amanda, not just me. Like, Oh yeah, I'll take it. You too. <laughs> all right. Any uh, final thoughts, friend? I already gave them. You already gave them. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, friends, remember that you can comment or like or share uh, the podcast with friends. Uh, we also, you know, if you want to send us an, an email or send us a message on Facebook, uh, most of you guys know us. If you don't, you can reach out via one of those podcast apps and you can ask us questions or give us comments or feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we do read those and it's encouraging. And also gives us some ideas of what we can cover in the future. So hope that you guys are having a wonderful day and have a great weekend. Because uh, these do replace on, on Fridays, although it's a Sunday today for us. But uh, hey, we're gearing up for the, uh, the crazy, busy Christmas uh, season. Holiday season for us in the Salvation Army gets a little hectic. But um, it's also such a blessing. It's such a good season. So uh, anyway. I could go on and babble and babble and babble and I'm going to stop. So remember friends, God blesses us. Why? So that we can be a blessing to others. We'll catch you guys next time.